welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and returning to the show this week is Dr. Tova Goldfein. She's a doctor of chiropractic, rehabilitation, and pain solutions, and has been practicing for over 36 years. She's helped people with acute pain, chronic pain, and autoimmune disease, and has a special focus on educating patients about the self-healing process. She has three Facebook Live podcasts, including the TMS Roundtable Global, the TMS Roundtable Israel, and Disrupt and Heal Autoimmune Disease. Welcome. Thank you, Tom. Tova, welcome back to the program. Um, Good to see I you again. First podcast with you. And I just want to introduce you really quickly again. She is a chiropractor. She's practiced for 36 years. She's originally from Philadelphia. She has been in Israel for about 12 years. She went through a transition after reading Dr. Sarnel's work and some experience with autoimmune disorders in her family of understanding the body actually could heal itself. And the message she left in the last podcast is just take responsibility and allow yourself to heal. We talked about safety. And again, I'll say it again, uh, Dr. Tova, as her patients call her, is remarkably warm, pleasant. And the essence of healing is feeling safe, but it also starts with your doctors. So Tova, welcome back. Yes, thank you. So, thank you. so Tova, we reviewed briefly about your approach is an evolution, Dr. Sarm's approach. And then every practitioner I know has a different way of doing it. But at the end of the day, the patients feel comfortable, they feel listened to, and they feel safe. Yes. And then they do, we both know this really well, they have to take responsibility for their condition and care before they can heal. It just doesn't happen yes. otherwise. Yes. So, but what I want to talk about this time is the work that you're doing. And you have three different efforts going at the moment. And you also have some co-hosts that you work with. So I'm just curious about uh, I'm just going to have your review to the world. What's the one message or couple messages you wanted to pass on to the world? Well, I'm going to quote um, Dr. John Sarno, because um, Michael Galinsky is one of my, he helped me, Rose and I start the show. So he's a little bit of our, our sort of partner in this, and we're really proud to, to partner with him. And, you know, the body and mind are intimately connected. What does that mean? You know, it's, there's, and the beauty of it, it's science. If people want science, it's science. And Dr. Sarno would say, I don't need the science. My patients are getting better. So, you know, and everyone can find science to prove what they want to prove. So we're not going to go there on this show, but it is science. Well, can I interrupt you just for a yes, second? Yes, you may. Right. Please, please interrupt me. <laughs> you mean Israeli for a second. So, <laughs> She was apologizing to me on the first podcast how she was interrupting, which I didn't notice because I interrupt too. It's my anxiety. <laughs> right. But here's the deal is that the science actually is incredibly deep documenting Dr. Sarno's work because what Dr. Sarno didn't have back in the 70s was the neuroscience research. They did not have MRI scans. They did not have functional MRI scans. And over the last 30 years, there's incredibly deep science that documents exactly what he put out there that the mind body aren't only just connected, but they're just a unit. And they have all these changes in the brain now in chronic pain that are clearly yes. documented. So yes. what we're doing again with each one of our own style is an expansion of his work, but what's happening in medicine, medicine is categorically ignoring the data. 
Yes. It's sort of the opposite. Shoes on the other foot. Important, important. Right. Important. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I want to say something really heavy. And I want to see, and I'm going to ask Tom after the show how he feels about this. But listen to this. And I learned this through uh, studying a lot of, um, you know, Jewish history. And, and of course, nothing is new under the sun. But they say that the body made the solution before the problem. The body was healthy. The body was healthy. And then it, it got diseased. It became imbalanced. So the body knows how to be healthy. And that's what I know you and I have been able to find numerous um, studies about that the body can heal over and over again. You just have to give it the right insights and understand how the body and mind intimately work together. Right. And you're, you're, I mean, if, if your skin didn't heal after a cut or your bones didn't help heal after they were broken, I mean, if the body didn't have the capacity to heal, even just a simple, what we call simple things, I mean, healing a broken bone or a skin cut or whatever it is, is an incredibly complicated process. I mean, why can't I cut myself and have the skin look almost the same as when it started? I mean, it's miraculous, right? So the body has an incredible capacity to heal. And what we take as routine is miraculous. So then what happens, again, you have to be in a regeneration state. If your entire body is in what we call threat physiology of inflammation, increased metabolism or fuel burning, and just in an agitated state where you're burning up your energy and depleting supplies, you can't heal. That goes, and again, we, we talked about last podcast that chronic mental physical disease are the same thing. It's the it's exposure to sustained levels of inflammatory markers, et cetera. And it breaks down. And what I'm interested, one thing I'm really interested in you in talking to you about is that you have three um, efforts going. And one of them is the autoimmune disorders, but I'd like to talk about the other two first. You have a yeah. PMS roundtable global and one in Israel. What, yeah. what are those efforts exactly? Well, and during when COVID began, I had this brainwave and it was like, you know, sometimes you work, I mean, I've been working for 35 years and I've had tons of brainwaves and I went to this partner, I went to that partner and I went to my partner in America and I probably didn't follow up and be, believe in it. And that's just my, my, my path learning. So I, I got a brainwave and I called Michael Galinsky and I said, we've got to do something live to help people heal. And I'm sorry, who's Dr. Galinsky exactly? Michael, Michael, Michael Galinsky. Michael, Michael Galinsky is the director and the star of All the Rage. And he took, you know, oh. he, he's the one who did the movie, documented Dr. John Sarno over 10 years. Okay. All the rage. So he's very close with, you know, like he's just been, and he's, he's like a healer in himself. He's very, he went through the body mind. He's talked to so many people that knew Dr. John Sarno. He went to Dr. John Sarno. Her, his father went to Dr. John Sarno. He has delved deep into the people that were on, in his movie. And I recommend, so Rose and I, Everyone sees the TMS, uh, the All the Rage movie, because it clearly states and the science how the mind and body are intimately connected. And there are lots of other movies that are doing that as well. So I called Michael and, I, and he said, look, I can't do this with you. I'm busy making you know, movies. He's an advocate for this and that. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. He said, call Rose in, in Australia in Melbourne. And the three of us got together and we learned a lot of technical things. So I'm in all of Tom and his technical work. Um, and we started a show March, 2019, when Corona began, 2019. And we, it doesn't matter. It's been, it's, been over, it's been two, it's been a year and a half. So yeah. 
and we've had weekly shows um, with people like you and Dr. Clark and Dr. Alan Abbas and um, many therapists that have come on. Um, Dr. Schubiner, Dr. Schechter's been on twice. He's got this amazing program for youths now and I wanted to showcase him. Um, many people and people that have self-healed, people that have literally done, gone through processes like you and I educate about and they're saying, I have healed or I am healing. I even want the people on my show who are in the healing journey because we know it's a healing journey. This is your life. This is like the story of your life. So we've, we've been on that for a year and a half and it's been unbelievable. Rose and I, and Michael comes on a lot. We have movie producers. We have producers from This Might Hurt, which is a movie with Dr. Howard Trubiner. Um, We're scheduled till November. We're just blessed. And we're just being ourselves. We're, Rose is a, you know, a nurse and a midwife and an ISTDP uh, therapist, and she's amazing. So could you explain who Rose is for us again? Yeah, Ro Rose, who I, um, I hope that you'll have her because ISTDP is just ISDTP, Intensive Short-Term Dynamic Physiotherapy. It's an outstanding process that came from an Iranian psychiatrist and then Dr. Alan Abbas, um, began to pursue it. And then he wrote a book with Dr. Howard Trubiner about it. Why it's so wonderful and why we brought together TMS and IS and this intensive short-term dynamic physiotherapy because Rose and I believe, and I believe now, even after work, working with her for a few years completely, and this was like missing piece, the emotions are part of the cause, a bigger part than we think, they're repressed, and they're causing the threat that you talk about. They're causing the inflammation that you're talking about. Okay, so, and Dr. Sarno, he said repressed feelings, but he didn't, he didn't go further. And now we're going further, you and I, with the repressed feelings. Go ahead. Can I, can I rephrase that for a second? Please, please. Okay, so when I, um, my friend of mine, Les R and I do Facebook Lives also. And what's evolved in our conversations is that we know that thoughts are a threat that create a chemical reaction and repressed thoughts are even better. So you have your body processes it, and then you have a chemical reaction of safety, neutral, or threat. And safety is dopamine and um, growth hormone, all sorts of pleasant chemicals. And then threat, of course, is adrenaline and cortisol, and you feel agitated. So we feel like emotions is what you feel. In other words, emotions reflect your physiological state. Mm -hmm. And so emotions aren't so the cause is threat, the reaction is a chemical reaction, and then emotions is what you feel when you're, when you're in that reaction. That's, that's how we phrase it now. Right. And are you finished? What's that? Are you, continue. The only reason I'm saying that because people, when you say, talk about emotional pain, yeah. I'm, wait a second, it's not. It's not emotional pain. David. It's not, it's, it's, no. it's the pain that's, the pain that emotions reflect. It's, yes, it's right. the emotions that are being repressed. Okay. Right. that are not being dealt with, that are in the subconscious. And this is Freud. This is where Dr. John Sarnett got, this is Freud. And this is, you know, in the beginning of time, we had to survive. We right. had time to feel. So as we begin to understand that I feel angry and that I might, might be expressing it in an unhealthy way, right. I'm bringing up my fight or flight. So I think the thoughts as you said, the thoughts we can't stop, but we can watch them, recognize them, accept them. Right. But the emotions 
um, there's there's a connection, there's some relationship between the thoughts and the emotions that I think you have to know both for a thorough healing. And so you're addressing that. Right. And what Rose's work is, is to have people recognize, because we, we don't want to feel, how many men don't want to feel because it's being a sissy. So it's fascinating because you have to get there through your thoughts. You have to yeah, get to your emotions being, through your thoughts. I try being a surgeon and feeling. Yes. <laughs> it's like numb. That's why you were having panic attacks on the bridge because you were numb. Right. I was a master of suppressing everything. Everything. I mean, it was incredible. In my way, my way of suppressing, by the way, was, you know, bring it on. And it was, I prided myself on the amount of stress and adversity I could take on a given day. I mean, it became a macho thing. Yeah. And I could control it. And then all of a sudden I couldn't. And it didn't go well after that. So you had to accept that you felt you had emotions for these clients, these patients of yours. You had you were, weren't being compassionate for you for how hard you were pushing yourself. So there was feelings that you that had that came up for you, especially in your journaling. Right. No, it, it's a huge, it was a huge, I mean, my life is totally different now because you, I, I remember even in high school, I just remember, see, I'm not going to allow myself to feel too excited or too bad. I just, I stayed in this <laughs> narrow lane. And that is a hard part, part of this process because when you feel bad, actually you'll feel worse. In other words, you're allowing yourself to feel, and then you allow yourself, then you get to feel really good. I mean, in other words, you expand your range of experience and then the whole stress of keeping things suppressed changes and your body starts to heal. It's pretty right. dramatic, not subtle. Right. So on your um, round table global in Israel, yeah. are those two different pods? Yeah, so what happened, because I'm living in Israel and I, I'm not speaking the language so much, I'm learning. It's funny because I'm smart and I'm reading and I'm learning a lot and I'm, you know, aging well and, and like learning Hebrew, it's, it's about the talent code. And it's about a block. I was told when I was young, I wasn't going to be able to do anything. I wasn't smart because I was a girl, whatever. So I'm struggling learning Hebrew. And it's an interesting thing. I talk to my colleagues and my professor friends who tell me, one professor friend who does a lot of mental work is like, she said, you know Hebrew, you're just blocked. Like, exactly. So I'm not speaking fluent, but I wanted to do the show in Hebrew. So I called this woman who wrote a book called The Psychologist in You, which I was very attracted to that you know, the psychologist in you, because we are our own doctor. And I called her and she says, let's do this. And we became very good friends. And I said, but I'm not speaking the language. She goes, you know, just smile a lot. So the show, the funny thing about the show, not the funny thing, the amazing thing about the show, you're, 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 you're smiling, Tom, over there, is that in six months of the Israel TMS, we had more followers that I had in a year with the global on Facebook. Really? And what Marav and I, my partner um, in, in Israel felt that there was such a need because Israelis as a culture stuff their feelings and it's become, and there's a lot of sickness and a lot of cancer. There's a lot of, and get, I wanna say something really beautiful that you know the man um, who translated Dr. Sarno's book in Hebrew is a, is a director of a big pain hospital in Haifa. So there is a big need and it's happening here. You know, a lot of things are happening in Israel, sometimes first, sometimes last. So, but Marav and I, our show, it's the only show on the Facebook that's about self-healing. And I've had uh, the same kind of amazing doctors and people healing from breast cancer and arthritis and um, mm. MS. People, I had a woman 
David, she was in the bed for 10 years and she said enough, enough. And she, she literally took the threat that you talk about, took the inflammation, did all this work to calm herself down. She had a very supportive husband, which is really important. And she is walking and now teaching people. And she has her own program, but this is possible. People that are down for the count can get up and do anything. We see it in the Paralympics, we see it. So in these people, all they have, this is another message, all these people have is a purpose to wanna to get well. They took responsibility. They believed the biology of belief, which is back to Norman Cousins, the biology of hope, which is back to you know um, Bruce Lipton. Our biology of hope changes our chemicals, and now we're talking the same language. Well, and you know, people think, well, this could never happen to me. The story you just told about is just miraculous. But here's the deal. I'll just do this quickly. So a paper out of Texas, Dr. Dancer, documented that there's four things that drop inflammation. One is optimism or hope. Number two is a sense of control. Number three is a positive affect or attitude. The last one is social connection. All those are anti-inflammatory, period. Just direct, forget about the behavioral changes. Those things are absolutely anti-inflammatory. In UCLA, they showed that chronic stress actually cranks up these warrior white, white blood cells that are destructive. So this is not some magic that we're talking about here. And let me just say something which you may or may not agree with is that we're talking about healing ourselves and I've really changed that phrase to allowing yourself to heal. I mean, I can Healing yourself or allowing yourself, yourself to, heal. to heal. Tell me the difference. Tell me the difference. Well, because you get out of your way. <clears throat> I mean, the yes. word- the word, Yes, the, allow, the, allow, the, allow, yes, yes. Right. So you gotta, get, you gotta get, get out of your own way because when you're anxious and frustrated, you're in threat physiology. Yes. And when you're in threat physiology, you can't heal. And yes. so as you allow, as you use the tools to- get and out of again, your way. Healing comes into minimizing your time and threat physiology. If you, so your woman that you talked about, it's not some, it's, it's not a mystery. Right. It's not a mystery anymore. I mean, the, the data is so deep with the inflammatory markers, with the monoclonal antibodies, with the deep cancer research, is that we now know at the level that I can't comprehend. Dr. Navio in San Diego done at the mitochondrial level, which are the smallest organs in a cell. Remember, there's 30 trillion cells in the body. That's a lot. And then each cell has mitochondrial little engines that generate energy. So clear down to the mitochondrial level, they figured this out. He linked, there's 13 mental and physical chronic diseases linked by the same changes in the mitochondria. So what you're, what you're saying, and the other thing that she did, which again, we have all of us have stories like this. Remember, taking control is anti-inflammatory. Yes. So it's not just mind over matter. You just simply, and you used the word before taking responsibility is, is the same thing, right? And what is control? What is, the, what is the purest form of control? A kind of a letting go and allowing. Right. And that's our same. We talked about this on the first podcast. So the tools that we use, the writing, relaxation, et cetera, just cuts from the past. You're not trying to fix it. You're just releasing. Then if you want to use the word work, I'll let you use, I'll let us use the word here is that it's the spiritual journey play, giving back, social connection, that's where the quote work is, is actually expanding into life that you want, but you can't do that if you're trapped by anxiety and frustration, which comes from not taking responsibility. 
So, okay, so on your team, so the Israeli roundtable so, has done well. Yeah. A third effort called Disrupt in Healing Autoimmune yeah. Diseases. I'm really curious about that because yes. there's still a little hesitation in the, you know, the mind-body world about that that's a factor. And there's clearly data that shows, well, first of all, it makes sense. It's an inflammatory process, so why not autoimmune disorders? Second of all, there is strong data that says autoimmune disorders are caused by chronic stress. I, I, I happen to believe that these upper motor neuron ALS and MS are the body attacking itself. And, you know, um, I'm not interested to fight with somebody about research. I'm interested in the person taking responsibility and having a quality life in a wheelchair or on a walker, um, you know, and, and using these exact tools they are fail-proof. Do you know they're fail-proof? Fail-proof. And what do you mean by that? Well, you know um, something about the journaling? They did research because um, I'm from, you know, from Philadelphia is Aaron Beck, who's the father of cognitive behavior therapy. Right. And, um, and his daughter, Judith Beck, did a lot of work with dieting. And they did some research that if you write down what you eat, you write down what you want to eat, what you did eat, what you didn't want to eat, how you're feeling about eating. The research is if you show someone, you're going to get better. You're, if you write it down, you're going to get, you're going to lose weight. And if you show someone, there's even a greater um, research about losing the weight. Now that was just about, about changing the behavior around food. We're changing behavior around pain and around the human body and around feelings and thoughts. We're asking people to not change their personality, to understand who they are, understand how they fire, understand their relationships with themselves, with people, the patterns in their life. So in that way, I believe that our tools, our insights can help anybody with health, with problems, with stress, like you said, overweight, um, with, with addictions. This is, this is, this is, and if people apply it, like so much is on the internet and you know that if people are like looking and there's so much out there, but what Dr. Sarno didn't do and what a lot of you guys up there and you know, PBDA are doing is teaching us how to implement and apply and utilize the, because I can keep it up in my head and think about, I wanna play, I wanna be happy, I wanna, you know, but if I don't implement it when I'm stressed, you know how they say, you're not gonna learn about getting better on a yoga mat. You're going to have to be in traffic. You're going to have to be in your doctor's office and he's telling you you're going to die. That's when you get to deal with the threat and say, I'm safe, I'm calm. So I think how you and I are, and I work like you, I meet with people often and I talk to them and I'm like, what's going on today? Are you having a mindful day? Are you thinking about yourself? Are you thinking about being the best employee you can? Because you want all the rewards from your boss and then you're on the floor. So I think the message, and I love the work that you're doing, I'm blessed to be you know, learning a lot from you, is applying it and implementing it. And autoimmune disease to chronic pain, to overweight, to addiction is, we can't be in our head. We have to be, I call it the road from the head to the heart. Well, it's, I, mean, it's a, I mean, people think it's stress in terms of like a psychological issue, and it's not. It's just your total body's response to your environment. 
And so, you know, thoughts can be a threat, but, you know, somebody allowed noise is a threat, but your body always responds to it as a unit, whether it's a loud noise or thought, your body is still responding as a unit. And so, um, but the, the other thing, the other concept that's come up here the last few months for me, that's a little bit different. So people always trying to fix your chronic pain and do this, this, and this, or if they have enough belief, they're going to heal. It's different. You're actually arming yourself to go to battle. In other words, as you learn to process adversity better, you minimize the time and threat physiology. And so that's where the repetition comes into play. If you want to learn a set of skills, you have to actually learn them, then practice them until they become automatic. And that's where Bruce Lipton has pointed this out over and over and over again, is that repetition of programming the unconscious brain to respond quickly to lower your threat response. So you really have a set of weapons to de-energize this whole process over here but you don't need weapons to create a good life. Now, if you want to use this good life as a weapon, that's the problem, right? So that's why I keep saying separating from the past with these tools, uh, use weapons if you want, but they're weapons to process adversity in a way that they just minimize your time and threat. Because right. right. it's hard avoiding- Would you call it a peaceful war? Would you call it a peaceful war? Or you're, me you're meeting the pain, not beating no. the pain, you're, no, you're meeting the, the disease? Well, this is the hard, hardest part of the whole process. It's not even a war. In other words, you, you just, okay, so you're triggered, you're anxious, you're frustrated. You just use tool X or Y, whatever tool you use the best, you just click, you just go a different direction. So it happens as you have anxiety and frustration coming in, you become aware, create some space, and then you change direction. Now, if you're changing direction to cover up the anxiety and frustration, that doesn't work. But as you just sort of negate that or click it off or shut it off, whatever you want to call it, then you have all the energy in the world to actually develop what you want. And as your brain develops over here with safety, giving back, love, whatever you want to call it, then your body goes into safety and you heal. So they quote these spontaneous remissions aren't a mystery. Yes. Right? Exactly. And you're seeing it. And I'm and I'm excited you're excited because yeah. you know, mainstream medicine, I don't want to rant too much here, but mainstream medicine just flat out missed this. It's actually in some ways high school physiology that if you're if you feel unsafe, you go into fight or flight. And when it's sustained, you're going to get sick. And so as you learn to calm yourself down and go into safety physiology, um, to me, this is high school science class, fight or flight versus right. rest. But isn't yeah. isn't it beautiful that if we integrate, you know, integrative medicine, but integrative medicine the way you and I are doing is that okay, if you want to go ahead and have the chemo and the radiation, go ahead but decide how you're going to respond to the effects. Right. You want to go ahead and get and take an Advil. Okay. Well, why don't you go do a little bit of understanding of why you had the, the migraine? So right. we are not against medicine. Medicine is amazing. You know, it as a surgeon. The question is there, your ability to receive the medicine, to, to take in the placebo, the medicine, you are the medicine, you are the placebo, which is another right. book of, uh, which is a book of Joe Dispenza. Um, you know, and the beautiful, beautiful thing I want to say, because I don't know who wrote the book, I probably need to order it. There's a book called The Patient Will See You Now. Right. I like and I, I love it. And I guess it's written by a doctor and the world is changing and we are here as bridges for people. We're not here to say this is wrong and this is right. We are bridging the medical world into the world of which is. I don't even want to know what the name is. It's, it's the world of health, the world of healing, the world of self. 
Yeah, I'm starting a movement called Dynamic Healing. Beautiful. And it just acknowledges your stresses versus your coping Beautiful. skills. And when your stresses overwhelm your coping skills, you go into threat physiology. So dynamic healing acknowledges that dynamic interaction between your stresses and your coping skills. And medicine a lot of times treats only the symptoms, but the root cause is your circumstances versus you. And unfortunately, the, I'm not, I think that clinicians really are incredibly well-intentioned, but the business of medicine has taken away our time to talk to you, right? And so you don't feel safe. We don't know who you are. We don't know your circumstances. So how are we going to help you solve your problem? So we can't solve it for you, but we can encourage you, teach you, and coax you and help you feel safe. Right. We can help you in your healing journey. And I agree, medications, all these different things are helpful. And it's never just one thing at a time, as you well know. And uh, But what I'm excited about your work is that you have such a, a great energy that you know, people feel, feel safe around, which is great. I know this is a or, or, or they or they wonder what like they're like what drug what what are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, whatever. You know, because it um, has to be. You know, you know, it's another relationship. Not everybody likes our, you know, our manner, and we, you know, you have to. I always say, let's have a complimentary call and see if this energy. Right. You know, and that's why Rose and I make such a nice team because she's a different energy, and I know that. Um, so it's very important also that the relationship, and you mentioned it a few times, and it's a beautiful thing, you know. You choose your doctor, you decide, you're in control, you're navigating this. And you speak about that, about that very beautifully. And I, I love that you honor that. Yeah, no, it's a huge deal. Well, Toa, thank you again very, very much for being on the, both these podcasts. It's been excellent. Yeah. And we'll be talking yeah. again. And yeah. again, you can, you, she's, you're still practicing chiropractic care in Israel. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have a home office and I do a very gentle um adjustment. I do a lot of re rehabilitation. Everyone has to stretch, you know, everyone has to exercise. Movement is healing, emotional right. healing, physical healing. You must move your precious body and, and people that are scared, it's a whole nother process. Um, so moving is very important, moving emotionally, moving physiologically, moving uh, physically. So I practice chiropractic, I practice rehab, but my love and my passion is helping people um, with this mind body work and empowering them to take care of themselves to love it love it and they can find you on the internet correct yeah internet. yeah tms roundtable um or dr tova goldfine and um yeah they can find me i'm, I'm out there on facebook and thank Great. you so much i'm, Toa, thank I'm you privileged to be here yeah thank you see you soon thanks tom i'd like to thank our guest dr tova goldfine for being on the show today and for sharing her insights about how the work she is doing is helping patients change their behavior around pain and disease. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.thedocjourney.com. Thanks for listening today, and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.